what type of iPhone is that? White. No, but no, it's a rose gold, but well, the front of it's white. Yeah, but you rock a rose gold iPhone. Well, look here, bud. Gold is best. <laughs> gold is best, but rose gold is not really a manly color. That's the phone that gold is best had in the skit. What version phone is it, though? I don't know what they call this thing. No, but is it like it looks like an iPhone 2? No, it's the uh, SE, I think. <laughs> it's not a freaking car. There's no look SE. Look it up, son. iPhone SE. I'm going to look it up right now. When I'm right, you owe me $5. <laughs> There's not an SE. <laughs> Hold your breath, folks. John Edwards is about to have a $5 request sent to his Venmo account. Do, 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 do. iPhone SE. It's it's and Zeke just got five dollars, folks. Ching ching. Welcome to iPhone SE. When you're super cheap and want a cheap phone that's only thirty two gigabytes. No, I got a sixty four. Oh, <laughs> they're actually coming back out with the next set. The next versions of iPhones is going to have one that's this size. They're bringing it back because I would. I would assume there's enough people complained about these oversized ones that are just too big to do anything with. Well, that's why I got the 10. And when I got the 10, I didn't get the big one. I didn't want the, the 10 plus. is big. No, it's not the 10 plus. This is the 10. I know. I know. It's bigger than yours. Still. That's also what she said. <laughs> We're not Eskimo brothers. That's not possible. <laughs> Hello, everyone. My name is John Edwards, and with me is Zeke Baker, and together we make the Dad's Drinking Bourbon. Wherever you are, whatever time it is, thank you for making us a part of your day. Zeke, say hello to the folks. Howdy, howdy. Howdy. I really wanted to go howdy, 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 yeah, but... I think you've done that before. I have, and that's why I stopped myself. Well, look at you. I I stopped myself, but I, I killed it by still bringing it up. The artificial intelligence is kicking in a little bit more every time. I learn more and more every day. I feel <laughs> like uh, I'm still growing up. <laughs> What's new? How are you? Oh, you know, busy all over, just like anyone else in the world. You know, you had a, a fun weekend traveling. I had a fun weekend traveling. Mine was more a uh, family set up. But I don't think I ever told you about this room I was in, though, did I? While you were in Florida? Yeah, I'll keep it quick, but uh, and I really don't think there's any way Amy knew how ideal of a room setup this was really going to be. <laughs> so you walk in, you know, just picture, you know, a long rectangular room, basically, most hotel rooms. So there's two queen beds, um, a dresser stand looking thing, and a TV. You know, one's on one side of the room, one's on the other. Well, then there's a, a you know, basically a glass wall kind of thing and a door. And that goes to this little den area. has a high-top table, two bar stool chair things, full-size sofa that's a pull-out sleeper, another little dresser stand with another TV, and a mini-fridge, which then has another you know glass wall door kind of thing that goes to the balcony. 
So every night when Amy and the kids went to sleep, the glass wall had a full blind you could just drop down. So you drop that, shut the door. I sit out there on the den side of the partition, <laughs> watch TV, have a few pours, could go out to the balcony and have a cigar, just you know, laid back, chill, not mess with them, wake any of them up. I mean, this was pretty high ranking on the ideal setup if you ever had to travel with kids and deal with they all want to go to bed at nine-ish and you're a midnight to two-ish kind of person. You heard my setup, right? I saw pictures of it. Little Arrow Resort was awesome, first off. Funny thing is there were some bears that were hanging out in the camp before we got there. So we ended up getting in at like 9.30 on Friday night. And I guess if we had got there at like six or seven, there were some bears that were hanging out. Oh, I thought you were going to say because you got there at the time you did and it was dark. People thought you were a bear. That too. That that too. Um, But it was a tiny house and... The thing was super cool. I mean, it's a very newish, tiny house. You can do glamping there. So they have this big oversized tent that is super cool on the inside. You can bring your own RV there. You can rent an Airstream from them. They have cabins and they have tiny homes. Well, the tiny home, there's two different types of tiny homes. They have a two-bedroom, two-bath tiny home there, or they have a one-bath, two-bedroom but the second bedroom is a loft upstairs. So as you go in the tiny home, there's a set of stairs to the left after the couch. And it was a really steep set of stairs. Yeah. The pictures were great. I could, I really want to see you slide down it. So we didn't trust having Sophia go up those steep steps. So guess who slept up on the loft by himself? (laughs) Me. And I had to, you know, just picture my fat ass like poking out of this tiny hole because like I couldn't stand up uh, on the loft. So I had to like crawl on my hands and knees over to the steps, stick my ass out and then walk. Down well, the I was really hoping something would happen that would alarm you in your sleep. You'd raise up and just knock yourself out in that ceiling. No, 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 no. That wasn't happening. And then another thing. Uh, and but it was comfortable. I mean, the, the place was I can't say enough good things. I will be going back, and I'm not just saying that because they had us out. I will be going out. We had so much fun. Well, maybe our IT department can figure out a way to also post some of those pictures because I really had another laughable moment of when I saw the kitchen space because it did not look like there was much more room than about enough for you just to turn around. And with a stovetop on one side and a griddle on the back end, I could really see you in there all clustered up trying to cook breakfast and everything. And inevitably ass was just going to get burned on something no we just bought yogurt and bagels that's what we did the safe thing is just yogurt and and that's what sophia wants to eat most times anyways it's just yogurt and bagels the shower looked actually pretty accommodating the shower was great it was a full-size shower in there. No, i was surprised by that because so during pharmacy school with two bath or two full baths we had a big guy that lived with me my last year of school we called him fat brad kind enough <laughs> he was very Big boy. I love how, you know, a lot of times, not to interrupt your story, but a lot of people called me Big John growing up and still call me Big John. But it's like, when you call someone Big John, and I know there was like a song, Big John and all that, but it's implying Fat John, isn't it? No, Big's more of a frame kind of thing. Like, people that I say are big, 
you know, it's like a, a, one of my good friends from high school. He's, you know, 6'3", honestly, probably a wider frame than you. But he got down to 270 and looked skinny. Yeah. I mean, like emaciated. If I... Like, we were like, Reese, are you on drugs? If I get down to 270, which I'm getting, you know, I'm working out, I'm getting down there. But <laughs> if I get down to like that 270, 250, if I'm at 250, you would think I was skinny. Like, that's the crazy thing is so fat brad well, i think you wore like a size 48 pants oh okay i'm not yeah like one time i opened the dryer and i'm like who left their clothes in the dryer and as i'm yelling that i'm like pulling these pair of pants out and my arms keep going i'm like oh fat brad it was like that thing in road trip where he pulled them <laughs> so to the point about the shower there was two and three of us used one and we made him use the other one and it was a very small square type setup you know, uh, you know, plastic glass, whatever technical yeah. word is for it. And so our running joke was that whenever he took a shower, he just got body wash, squirted it down on all four sides of the shower, got in there and just spun back and forth like a corkscrew motion. And then he was clean. <laughs> <laughs> there was a, a funny thing. Uh, there was a guy. So one of the, the great things about when you play football and, and, you know, when we got to college, they gave everybody nicknames. One of the guys on my team, his nickname was Mailbox because he looked like a mailbox. Like he was just, he he was short and stout and a big dude. He was a lineman with me and he just looked like a mailbox and they called him Mailbox. Interesting enough. Full size shower. There was a, a queen bed in the bedroom. I think next time I go, I'm going to look to try to get one of the two bedrooms, two baths. It doesn't have two floors and the kitchen isn't. Oh, yes. yeah. How many times did you have to uh, use the plunger? Did you go to the community shower center? No, didn't use the plunger at all. What? I was good. I was really, really good. <laughs> I don't use the plunger that often. I mean, for a big guy, I'm I'm okay. <laughs> you got to have some courtesies in there. <laughs> Those are essentials. <laughs> yeah. The, the camp was just awesome. I mean, they have a pool. They have a saltwater pool. They have a teepee. That you could go in, there's I mean, there's all sorts of stuff for kids. There was an awesome playground. They had a great fire pit, and there was always a fire going. And later on at night, they always put out stuff for s'mores. The best part about the whole thing, I will say, because we've been rambling for you know, a good 10 or so minutes, but one of the better parts of the whole thing was that I stole a golf cart on Sunday. Well, you borrowed it. Stole, yeah. stole is a harsh word. I stole. I was I was being facetious when well, I said stole. In East Tennessee, you got to be careful. Yeah, if I stole it, I would have got shot. <laughs> but the uh, I, I basically said, "Hey, y'all, Sophia and I are going to steal this golf cart for a minute and drive around and take some videos." And we're driving around with the golf cart. The guys that own the resort said to me, uh, "Hey, John, why don't you take the Gator and go on up to the top of the mountain?" And it was just me and Sophia, and. We're on this dirt road. It's only big enough to to hold the gator, you know, the four by four. But the best part about it is they said, hey, uh, just so you know, the brake won't stay down. So don't park anywhere where the thing will roll because it'll roll down the, the mountain. So it's simple. That's where you don't park it in the same direction as the incline or the decline. You yeah. park it parallel or perpendicular to it. Well, so I'm with her on this road that it's a dirt road it's a dirt path essentially again i could have fallen down the mountain i think the fact that there were trees all around me it wasn't as like i wasn't white knuckling it like i was on the top of ski mountain road 
But just, I can't say enough about the weekend. It was such a good time. Sophia had such a great time driving around on that Gator. And just want to thank the folks at Little Arrow again, because that was just an awesome experience. I absolutely loved it. I feel bad you missed it. Maybe next time. I have a feeling we'll be out there again doing some more stuff like that. But uh, hopefully you and, and the fam can join next time. We shall see. Anyways, we, we are drinking something today on Father's Day. There was a, a great bourbon that was released besides Drankmore Turkey, which was the uh, summer hit of Father's Day. <laughs> but <laughs> Four Roses released a 15-year OESV. It was a Father's Day gift shop release. Zeke, you have some more information on this one that I don't because yeah, you actually well, got this sent to you. I did. My good buddy uh, Drew Coker from school and down in Atlanta sent this up for us. Thank uh, you, Drew. Apparently, there was three barrels released that day, I found out, as I was digging around a little bit. Proof on this one, from what I could tell from a picture he sent, was 54.2%. Again, this is a 15-year, seven-month OESV. It was in PS, and I couldn't quite see the full uh, Rick location, but it looked like 59 or 49. And I think these were six tiers, but I, I can't remember on that to be 100%. Either way, I'm pretty sure one of the oldest Four Roses single barrels that has come out in some time. There, there's not a lot of one. I think it was 14. The The one for the bottling facility was 14 years, right? Maybe. I, I can't remember. And I know back when Rutledge was still there, he had a 15 and a 16-year OBS case, I think. It kind of goes back to the conversation with Dan that we had, though. It's like there are some people that go crazy knowing that a 15-year Four Roses was going to come out. And I'm like, eh, I, uh, I'm not so sure about this at 15 years, given everything we know. You know, it's like then I'm sitting there thinking, well, were they their closed staves or open staves? <laughs> you know, I'm like, I, I don't know. I didn't go that deep in the conversation. It, it was just simple. Well, no, I mean, Drew wouldn't know that. You know, that's something you got to uh, call up Dan or, or Brent for. My thought simply was, did it stand out that much above the other old stuff that they put in the yellow label? That is a great question. So we decided to drink it. Zeke, go ahead and tell everybody what you got. This is interesting, and we kind of rambled for a little longer than we intended, I think, simply to give this some more airtime in the glass because it really has moved and opened up, which you know to be expected for a product of this age. Nose-wise, it really seemed to be at first a mix of both old and, and somewhat young oak. Kind of a off-the-script term, I guess, but at times you could tell you were just getting old wood, but at times there were flashes of not so much. Uh, definitely not like some of those you know, aged scotches or a hyper-aged bourbon where you just know it's been in a barrel for most likely way too damn long. Uh, but underneath it, it definitely had... Uh, a sweet candy notes that came through a few times. I even felt it really reminded me of, um, you know, uh, white frosting birthday cake, little sprinkles on it. The, 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 was it the birthday cake shakes that Zaxby's have that sweetness, especially from the frosting and those little uh, sugar sprinkle things they throw in there definitely came to mind real strong palate wise. It, it seemed thin almost any time I've had it. Uh, the, the first note that really kicked up hard was, uh, was mint definitely noticeable there but then underneath it went sweet again you know similar to the nose honestly and uh it really reminded me of uh just eating a box of nerds uh, those little hard candy things uh it, it seemed like mint but then as the mint cleared through or you got it on different parts of the palate 
it really reminded me of nerds. Kind of had a good singe to it as well, you know, enough to know that, hey, there's some rye in here and you are getting a cash drink product, but not overwhelming, just enough for the balance. Finish-wise, uh, this time the mint was gone, kind of back to the nose of you picked up the oak at first, but also there were plenty of flashes, that same sweetness, uh, like, you know, Nerd or some other really you know sweet little candy like that. And it, you know, reflecting back on it, it just seems interesting to look at the notes now. And, you know, the whole way through, there really is a, a, a balance or a dichotomy of both, yeah, there's some age in there, but yeah, there's still plenty of sweet to make this an enjoyable pour. I feel like this is that scene in Billy Madison where Eric plays that bunch of stuff on the, whatever he plays, like where they have the music part of the competition and he plays something on the violin or something. And then Billy takes a clarinet, just puts it in his mouth. It goes, because I don't have nearly as much as you do on the notes here. The most I have notes on this is on the nose. And I thought this was sweet, sweet candy. It's like a a candy store, candy apple. And funny enough, it was a mixture of candy apple and baked Amish sweet bread. If you've ever had that before mixed together, because it kind of had that, that baked feeling, but I got caramel and, and a little bit of apple on it. The taste, I said it was sweet and and still candy forward, but a little bit of tannic. And then the finish was a little bitter and tannic to me in the long run. I I think I got the age on this one. And I know I probably went in being a little bit biased and I'm trying to look at it objectively, but I just thought this one was a little bit too cooked. Uh, I mean, it definitely had more wood than I think anyone's used to just simply because of the age i mean common sense and nature is going to tell you four roses picks rarely are this old so rarely should you find that much oak in one so if anything the the mind already has this conception of you know where those eight to eleven year picks of four roses should be so i could see that dancing up a little higher and you know just being more noticeable than some other products but at the same time the amount of sweetness that came through on it i mean it wasn't it wasn't dominated by the, the age of the oak by any means. No, but I I think as far as like the secondary conversation goes, I don't think this one is going to be worth what people are going to be putting out for it. And it's not one that I'd probably go after. It's a fun one to have at a bar to, you know, say you had a 15-year Four Roses. But shoot, I saw stores in Bardstown that had this thing up for 1100 bucks right after it came out. Yeah, I mean that's retail. You know, that's the retail markup. Eleven hundred. Yeah, there were some stores in Bardstown had it for eleven hundred bucks. I say it's definitely an enjoyable pour. It's definitely neat, and it's cool that we had it. (laughs) Well, you know, to be a you know four roses connoisseurs of sorts, you don't get these too often. You know, as we said earlier, most of these are going to end up in yellow label. Where the only folks tasting those are all four roses employees, not us, the consumer. But the way that they blend it together. In that yellow label, you don't really get... Well, no. I mean, that's why it's a blend of everything. But, you know, this is something that's not going to come along every day. And I agree with you about... I'd pay some degree of secondary, not too much. Maybe double the cost of the bottle at the gift shop. Yeah. But beyond that, uh, it's a good pour, but it's not worth chasing or hounding down or throwing buku money at by any means. Yeah, I'm with you on that. It was fun. Thank you, Drew. Indeed, indeed. Oh, so I guess was that an official rating? Yeah, I'm a bar. Yeah. 
All right. Well, go ahead and find us on Facebook at Dad's Tricky Bourbon, Twitter at Bourbon Dads, Instagram at Dad's Tricky Bourbon. Join our Facebook group, answer a couple of questions. We'd love to have you in there. You can find us on your favorite podcast app, Apple, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Podbean, whatever it is, we're on it. Go ahead and leave us an open and honest review, just like we leave open and honest reviews for all the whiskey we drink. Zeke, where else can the folks find us? Good old Music City, USA. Cheers. Ciao.